0: Lifeway. Lifeway. Lifeway, Leadership. LifeWay Leadership Podcast Network.
1: This is the Ron Edmondson Leadership Podcast.
0: Thanks for listening to the Ron Edmondson Leadership Podcast hosted by LifeWay. Ron's mission is to help church leaders become better leaders. I'm your host Chandler Vinoy and Ron in this episode, you're going to share lies that pastors belief. so. Help us get started on this one.
1: Yeah, and this could be you know any number of things. It could be pastors, could be leaders, uh, and we. Uh, I I love pastors. Uh, a lot of that stems from the fact that I was a layperson uh, in the sitting in the pew, uh, Bible teacher, deacon, um, committed member a long time before I was a pastor, and I didn't realize until I became a pastor, there's just a few things we tell ourselves that simply aren't true if we're not careful. And uh, so these are, uh, I like to expose these, if you will. And uh, if, you're, if you're one of these pastors or one of these leaders and you're believing this lie, just admit that it's a lie mm-hmm. and repent of it and, uh, and do otherwise. So seven lies we often believe as pastors.
0: All right. Seven lies. What's number one? I've got this. I've got this. Hmm. And what
1: I mean by I've got this on my own. And, you know, the enemy loves when we think we're uh, when we've got everything under control. We we we, I can handle this. Um, uh, There's nothing wrong with being confident or even self-confident. But if left unchecked, it can lead to arrogance, a sense of superiority and a lack of dependence on God.
0: Mm. What about
1: number two? That didn't hurt. (laughs) <laughs> um, I've heard that so many times from a pastor that's getting attacked in, from somebody in the pews somebody in the church uh, you know we can even spiritualize it you know because we wear the armor of God and and you know when somebody leaves the church because they're upset about something or when somebody says something to you in the hallway right before you're about to preach and criticizes something you say you know not that that's ever happened to me <laughs> whatever happened in my church but Pretending it didn't hurt—it's uh, is just a lie. Usually,
0: you know, on that one, I think it's man, you're so right. It's so easy to just kind of tuck it away. Yeah. And when somebody asks, be like, no, everything's fine. Didn't hurt. Didn't bother me. How do, how do you have a good outlet to to be able to share what that you know the pain or? Well, hurt? I think
1: you know. And I, I don't know if we've done this podcast. If not, we need to of how a, a pastor can develop friendships, even even in the church. I think it's an important topic. Uh, I try to have some people around me that I can be honest with, and and uh, usually that's another pastor. Uh, there's a ministry called Pastor Serve that I, I love. Uh, the, they just offer free counsel to pastors, and the um, uh, the CEO of that organization uh, is is a friend of mine and. Uh, since I've gone back into this role, he sends me a text every Sunday morning, you know, and that i it's just encouraging. I'm sure I'm one of many that he does that, too. But I, I love that he does that. And, and I was thinking the other day, you know, I may just pick the phone one time. The next time I get something that really hurts and stings and just call Jimmy up and say, Jimmy, thanks for your text. But let me pour into you, pour something out, you know, and listen yeah. to me for a minute. So just having those outlets. um and obviously, uh, one of the reasons I, I walk with uh, with Cheryl, my wife, almost every day is that we unpack things together. Now, um, some things I won't share with her because it, she, can't, she can't carry the pain the same way I do or process it the same way I do. But most of the time, she knows when things, um, you know, somebody's left the church. or what And I unpack that with her. I, mean, I love having that relationship with her as well. But just make sure you have those outlets where you can admit them to. Mm. Yeah. What about number three? I'm above that, uh, believing that you won't be tempted to fail, that you won't, that temptation won't get to you is a is a lie. And uh, um, you know, uh, I'm just I, I say it often in my sermon. You know, don't hold me to a, a unrealistic expectation because I'll disappoint you. So uh, just don't think that you're above that because you're probably not.
0: Yeah, I mean. It's just so easy. And this is for every Christian. Um, but but once we forget our own sinful nature and our need for the grace of God, like we've totally forgotten the gospel. That's that's right. Um, but especially in leadership where, I mean, there's a target on your back and if you're going to sit there and act like you're not in the spiritual warfare and you're not even thinking about the enemy, you're not going to set up safeguards. You're not, I mean, sadly, I mean, in, in the pastoral le- leadership world right now, you're, you're seeing it. We see it all the time. Yeah, and I, I'm thankful for that one. I'm not above it. Um, it's, it's absolute, I'm above it is absolutely a lot. So what about number four? I'm in control.
1: I'm in control. Uh, and, you know, sadly, I've seen a lot of pastors fall into that. Um, obviously, Jesus is in control. Uh, and hopefully every Bible-believing pastor believes that. Uh, yet many times um, we believe we have more authority than we really do. And and that probably comes the longer that we've been somewhere. You know, people begin to respect us and trust us, which we would want. But then we start to think we have control that we don't really have or shouldn't have.
0: Mm. How do you balance that? I mean, you're coming back in to a role where you were uh, previously for six years. I was there six years. Six yeah. years. So you're coming back in. Um, how do you, ba- I mean, once you, let's say you settle in again, how do you, how do you make sure you balance that?
1: Well, honestly, Chandler, it's a, it's a check for me, even as I speak about it, you know, because I do come back in, I don't get a honeymoon. That's the downside, but I also come in and, and can say things and do things I probably couldn't have done, you know, the first year I was there for sure. And so it, it's a, it's a check for me as well. I'm. I'm. I think the thing for me that I'm going back to is what I did the first time I was there, after I'd been there three or four years and had developed enough credibility to make some significant changes. I want to be humble but purposeful, you know, and and just continually asking myself, okay, who am I doing this for? Why am I doing this? Um, uh, Is is it for me? Is it for the church? Uh, And you know, the first time I was there, I led with the end in mind, because it was true church revitalization. And I told the search committee coming back, I'm still leading with the end in mind. Not that I'm going to leave anytime soon. I think this is my last gig, you know, mm-hmm. but, uh, but I'm also leading with the idea that, you know, if I was to stay 10 or 12 years, somebody's coming after me. And I got to lead with that in mind as, as, as well. So it, it's a delicate balance uh, between being confident and, And leading courageously and and being humble enough to say, this is not, not ultimately not mine. Mm -hmm. That's,
0: oh, you said humble but purposeful. Yeah. I love that phrase. What about number five?
1: A lie, pastors believe they need me. Mm -hmm. Uh, This church needs me. You know, if I was to leave, this would fall apart. I've heard so many uh, pastors when they are. In fact, it th- th- was it was a very comforting word to me. One of my one of my mentors, I remember when I was um, talking uh, with a search firm about going to, to lead Leadership Network and leaving what we had been able to accomplish at a manual uh, a few, four years ago. And one of my mentors, uh, I said, well, I feel like if I left now that, you know, things may go backwards because we've just gotten to this point. And, and, and he just kind of said, Do you think it's about you? Mm. Um, Do do you really think that God can't take care of the church that's his? You know, so it was just a a reality check. Yeah, uh, I was falling into that lie. They need me here. And uh, that's
0: a a dangerous lie. Mm. What about number six?
1: If I don't do this, no one else will. Um, We did an episode not long ago about... um, the power of the word no. And a lot of times somebody won't say no because they think I've got to do it or nobody else will. That's a, that's a, that's a lie usually. Yeah. So
0: and not only, you know, in that episode we were talking about saying no to protect your time, but also it robs others of the opportunity that, to do something that, that that's they could point. be gifted in. That's right. And <laughs> in this, because you say you believe this lie, yeah. you begin to not delegate you don't allow others to use their That's gifts exactly right and you limit i mean you could be doing something that you can give it maybe a 6 out of 10 because it's mm. you know your leftovers but for somebody else it could be a 9 out of 10 right so what about number 7 last one i've got to protect my people
1: i've got to protect my people i, I once had a pastor say he couldn't allow his people to believe that god still speaks to people today because He, uh, you know, other than through his word, he he went on to say, uh, because if he did, there were too many strange voices out there. Well, I hear that. And yet, you know, at the same time that that pastor said that to me, he was actually leading his church through a building campaign and asking them, God, to speak to them about how much to give, you know. (laughs) Don't hear the wrong voices. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, it's. if you move into the, the you know, it, it is a, sh- a sh- job to shepherd the people, no doubt about that. And it is a job to, to teach people and disciple people. I'm not taking anything from that. But uh, keep in mind, uh, God, it's God's people. And, and um, ultimately, He will protect His people. His he gives the same promises to them he gives to you. So it would be a lie to believe that it's your job to protect them completely.
0: Well, hey, thanks for listening. We hope this has been helpful to you. If you're enjoying these episodes, please help us get the word out to others uh, by liking, sharing, reviewing, subscribing. It helps other leaders like yourself find the podcast. And we'll see you next time. Thanks for
1: listening to the Ron Edmondson Leadership Podcast. For more information about Ron, check out ronedmondson.com. For more leadership resources from Lifeway, check out leadership.lifeway.com.